podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys of Coppin Crackers. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Coffee and Frackers, powered by Social Media Group. I am your host Chris and today I am joined by Harold, Mark and Ellis. Gentlemen, how are you doing on this lovely Tuesday evening? All is well, sir. Thank you. How are you, sir? I'm very good, thank you. I'm very good. Harold, Mark, how are you guys doing? I'm good, man. Sun was out today. Things come out today and all like that. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, yeah. Happy days. Happy days, yeah, exactly. The sun is out, sun's out, guns out, and all of that, man. Happy days, happy days. <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. Um, took a row on the bike earlier on, uh, mainly because I'm still without a car, but that's all been sorted out for tomorrow, so uh, this is all good stuff. And like you guys said, the sun is shining, the weather is sweet, so let's talk about a little bit of Liverpool Football Club. Uh, before we do start, a quick note from us here, before we do start the show. Uh, if you enjoy what we do here at Cop End, um, Maybe maybe you like my hosting, maybe you like Harold's laugh, maybe you like Ellis's oblong head. Uh, then please do head over to <laughs> www.patreon.com forward slash Coffee and Fracas from just £5 a month. You'll not, only gain an ac- you'll not only gain access to a wealth of phenomenal audio, video and written content. And, and in all honesty, I'm going to break here for a second. We have been absolutely smashing it with the uh, audio content on Patreon. Uh, minimum three to four guaranteed shows per week. We've been giving you such exclusives before they even hit the streets. Before they even hit the streets on Ibrahim Akanate, which we're going to talk about a little bit later on, and Ozan Kabak. So, for some for some for some fellas who do this on a part time basis, and this is now full time job, it's safe to say that we're crushing the game at the moment. Um, yeah, you'll get access to all of that all of that content for five pound a month, and you'll also be a key contributor in helping us continue what we love doing. And of course, that's discussing all things LFC. So again, that is www.patreon.com forward slash Copper and Fracas for more details and sign up today. So without further delay, let's start the show. Gentlemen, got some interesting transfer news at the end of March. 
which is a rarity for, for anything, really, in terms of concrete transfer news. So it appears, according to David Ornstein of The Athletic, formerly of the BBC, don't know why you all needed that little bit of a nugget there, but he was formerly of the BBC. Um, Liverpool are close to potentially agreeing a deal, or they're in advanced talks, to agree a deal for Red Bull Leipzig centre-back Ibrahima Kanate. So, let's talk about Ibrahima Kanate. Let's talk about his player profile and all the things surrounding him. So, Els, myself, you, Mark, and Mr Mike, who isn't with us at the moment, did a show late in November, where we were talking about centre-backs that we mm. thought would be the next one up at LFC, either in the winter transfer window or the summer transfer window. And seemingly, we went two for two with that, which is, which is quite interesting. Um, one of the guys who you picked was Ibrahim Akanate. So give us a little bit of a breakdown of what made you gravitate towards him and why you think it'd be a good fit for Liverpool. Um, what I liked about him was one his frame, um, his athletic ability. So he looked like he, for a guy his size, he ran on ran on ice or ran on water. So he's very very quick, and also his his footballing skill. Um, a couple of highlight reels I saw, a couple of matches I watched. He's somebody that likes to bring the ball up and, and dribble past um, the first attacker that tries to press him. So I think those are the kind of things that really stood out for me. What 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 majorly stood out was. When you think about the way Liverpool play in the high line, and how they like to um, how they like to bring the ball out from the back, I thought he had that skill set that would help Liverpool. Um, we can we are kind of gassed that we're, we're linked with him, and according to some sources on Twitter, he is Liverpool's top centre back target. So um, when when you break it down, well, I know we're going to get into his injury record or whatnot, but when you look at his profile, his age and how much he's going to cost, I think it, it makes sense to go for a player like that. Um, when you watch him play, he's reminiscent of a Matip for me, personally, just because of the way he dribbles and how he likes to bring it out. Um, the only thing is he's quicker than Matip, so he can get back quicker. It, Matip's not, it's not like the slowest or anything, but... I think that added pace adds a lot. Um, so I think it's more of a, a replacement for Matip in the long run. So I think all in all, it, it looks like a good signing to be fair. I think we're kind of kind of kind of happy with that. Yeah, hopefully they can get it done, get get it all signed, sealed, and delivered. So just just reading this, I sent you all the, the link to Tom Warville's piece in the Athletic from yesterday, and it's a fantastic piece, really good breakdown of his kind of statistics and the the, the analytical piece around him. But I'll just read you this 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 about him. Canate uh, stands six foot four inches tall. That's a, that's a big man. That's an imposing figure. Uh, he might might also, might just be as tall. Um, I was going to say. I was going to say. Well, hi, uh, well, hi. A... <laughs> you might be, you know. I won't even start my my like my my insults. You know what? Sorry, sorry, Chris. As you were, as you were, mate. Now you know. You know, I love the good night of bantering we have here at Copland. Um, <laughs> yeah, also has a very solid frame. Pause. Uh, he's quick too, with one data scout at a top European club, noting how he's being clocked as one of the three fastest centre-backs in the continent's top five leagues within the past two seasons. Like Ellis said, that speed makes him a perfect fit for Liverpool's high line. Um, Harold, I'll come to you next. Um, obviously, kind of 
knowing what we know from from previous and all the kind of like nice information that's come to light within the past kind of 24, 36 hours or so, how do you feel about Canate potentially coming to Liverpool? And do you think as 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 we look to this season, more importantly, we lost Virgil van Dijk to, to, to a season-long injury. We lost, and then we lost Joe Gomez to a season-long injury as well. I think those two kind of had their places cemented for the foreseeable future at Liverpool. I think it'd be safe to say. Do you see him more as the long-term matter replacement, and do you think this will be a shrewd investment in the long term as well? Um, yes. Yeah, so I will, I will answer the first part. So do you see him as a long-term matter replacement? Yes. And I do like the. Um, the comparison Ellis made with uh, with Matip. The way he dribbles with the ball, the way he comes out with it, he's very gangly. It doesn't look very natural, however, it's effective and he gets the job done. Um, both Matip and him are both tall men. Um, and, they look, and he looks like he's got a bit more PMP about him. He looks like he could get down and dirty a bit more. He looks a bit, although his injury record doesn't necessarily show that as yet, and I know Chris, you're going to get into that in a little bit later. However, I do think he's a bit more rigid and a bit more sturdy. I think he can withstand a lot. He's 21 years old. I think it's a very shrewd piece of business. Most likely looking to buy out, to go through his buyout clause, which I think is 40 million euros, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yep. So, yeah, I, honestly, I think it's a very, I think it's a fantastic piece of, of business. Every time I've watched Leipzig, I've always been more impressed with him as opposed to um, Upamecano. Every time I see I see um, Diop play, he's always trying to play a box to box centre half. It doesn't really make much sense to me. He's a bit rash. He's a bit overzealous in these challenges, much like Fofana um, for Leicester, but with less um, success rate actually. So Kanate, I like him, and I, I think he can he'll do he'll do really well with our with our boys. And I'm I'm, I'm just I'm happy for Gomez really to have some proper um to have some proper uh, competition. Someone he can really go up against and be like, you know what, I need to up my game. You know, the same way we're we're on the case for Trent. And uh, Gomez is great for us. The same way um Trent is. However, there's been times that they've been slacking more recently. So it's good for them to get it's good for them to get kick up the side. And the only way you can really do that or the most effective way we've seen in the past is you bring in another top talent who can really push them to their wits end. And just like that, they improve their they're both improving um how they play and then Klopp has a fantastic problem on his hands. Who who, who does he start alongside VVD? So yeah, man, honestly I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I think it's I think it's I think it's a fantastic piece of business and I'm I'm just excited the fact that we're getting we're getting news of a transfer in March like that Liverpool like this is insane um I'm, I still don't really believe what's gone through like there's too much going on it's, it's too good to be true but once it's confirmed then I can I can be ecstatic but yeah man it's good link so far we can breathe we can breathe it's a nice Easter yeah. surprise we know we know we know we love a good Easter surprise here at Carpent um Mark I'll come to you. Again, from obviously a little bit of an excerpt from the same piece from from Tom Warville, and again, listeners, I do implore you to come and kind of if you do have an athletics athletic subscription, do go over and read that subscription. Some fantastic stuff on there uh, in regards to Ibrahim Kanate. A really good piece from good friend of the pod Rafa Honigstein as well there too. Um, Kanate does excel in his individual battles, though, both in the air, in open play, and when attempting to beat opposition players one on one. From what we look for in our centre backs, in terms of having that that a little bit of an X factor in terms of the one v ones, we've seen it with Virgil, we've seen it with Gomez, and those aerial battles, which I think is something that we've massively lacked since the vast majority of our centre backs just died. Essentially, there's, there's no other way of putting it; they all just died realistically. How excited are you for someone to have a bit more of an aerial pres- presence inside of both boxes from a defensive and attacking point of view? Um, I feel like that's something that we've been missing for quite some time. And even when Van Dijk and Gomez have been playing together, only Van Dijk seems to be someone who can really attack the ball in both areas. Gomez isn't amazing in the air. Um, I know 
the athletic piece did say that Konate is not great set piece wise, but in open play aerial duels he absolutely eats everybody up. So it would be nice to see him translate that overall cross into set pieces where he can be a threat for us in the offensive areas and be a defensive store in the air for us because I feel like we've conceded quite a few goals from set pieces this season where we haven't been able to clear the ball properly and it's just been recycled and they've ended up scoring off a silly mistake in the area or something like that. But hopefully that'll be something we can look forward to next season if he does sign. Yeah, I completely agree. It's it's nice to know, I think, like I before said, that on the assumption that we do activate this release clause, because it does seem like personal terms are being agreed, it's a very big statement of intent to say that we want this player, and they do see that this, this player, being Canate, is the long-term succession. And uh, another thing um, me, me and Alice particularly have been talking about is if you buy... Um, Osman Kabak as well, you've stockpiled two very good defenders under the age of 22 who have very good long-term futures in front of them. So in terms of having that boxed off, hopefully, touch wood, for the foreseeable future, it'd be a really good coup. Um, but again, obviously, uh, David Ornstein has said that he's our top target for the position and we have been monitoring for a long period of time. Obviously, based on what we've discussed here, uh, just are you concerned by the release clause, which is €40 million, Euros, it's roughly around about £35 million. Pounds. In, we talk about transfer fees. In, in, in modern money, this is as, as bourgeois and fair as it sounds, and I'll just sound like a complete arse saying that, um, it doesn't seem like a massive outlay of money. Um, but given our need to nail every single transfer, and given Canate's recent injury woes, is it a risk or is it a massive statement of intent? Okay, I'll answer that. Um, sorry, I was, apologies. Um, I don't <laughs> think it's a risk. Well, I mean, with um, every transfer, it's a risk, isn't it? Like, if, even 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 Taki was a bit of a risk. I know, obviously, there's the risks are, are obviously lower with £8 million. But I think these are the kind of moves people need to really make. It is a move of intent. Like, being linked to a top-class, highly touted young centre-back in the month of March, in a season where we've been like, oh, we need to be making, we need to be making money moves to, 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 um, to, to, to quote the words of Cardi B. Like, it's, it's good to see from us. Normally, like, I think this is a big summer window, and I know Chris, you're going to get into it a little bit later. Sorry, I'm, um, I'm getting into it a little bit beforehand, but it's a big window for us. It's a window where we, where we either dip and go back into our usual lull of being a, a, a I don't know, like a, like a, a mid to, to, to lower first, um, to lower our top half team, to where, or and just, just chilling around there until we bring in another top class attacking talent, and we go boost ourselves up again, and that usual dip, and then just like a roller coaster ride, as opposed to us building a dynasty and looking to stay at the top, and actually being a force in English football once again, just 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 like we were back in Ellis's day. So we need to we need to um. So I, I think I think that's I think that's really really key. I like the statement of intent. I like the fact that we can really really press home and be like, look, you know what? We're Liverpool. We are. We're reigning champions. We've had an awful season, obviously. However, like, let's push on from here. Next season is going to be a big season. Let's not rest on our laurels or the money that we've made so far. Like, cool. Let's invest into the compass, invest into the business or the or the, the football club rather, and let's make a move again. I like it. I like it. I want to see more stuff like this, man. Next for me is a striker. But yeah, we'll get into that another time. But yeah, I like this. I like this. And Bappe twenty twenty one. Let's 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 go. I like it okay. by the way, Harold. I like how you've given the early plug. 
to the latest stuff. It gives the audience mm-hmm. something to hold on to and know that they want to listen to because you spoke with such passion as you normally do, good sir. <laughs> Else, again, as, as, as you were one of the first people to kind of highlight Kanate uh, as as a potential transfer target. And we've been kind of discussing him as a target in the past few weeks in a bit more a bit more detail. Um, oh, I like that. That was really good. <laughs> I, did, I just didn't know we could do, make him that big. Um, <laughs> um, we, we've been talking about him as a, as, as a target recently you know, in the past few weeks. Um, and there was, there was rumours of a cut price fee, which for us kind of raised a little bit of red flags in terms of his recent injury, injury history. But again, obviously, factoring in the injury history, do you still think that this is a risky piece of business? Um, um, or do you think it is quite the coup? Yeah, at first, when, when we saw it from the face value, obviously a lot of us were looking at um, transfermarket.com and we saw bare injuries and that. You know what I'm saying? But when you break it down, um, the major injury he had, plus the other days he had to take off, was just an effect of that one injury. So if you take that out, and another good point Simon Brundish made, um, he said um, if if you see a top defender with like one injury at that price, you take that risk. Just because he's 21, you're going to give him a lot of time to recover from that said injury because he's going to come in at third, fourth um, choice centre-back and he's going to have a Gomez and a Van Dijk touch with their healthy to play ahead of him. Obviously, they're going to also be recovering, but because he's so young and he's, his body's probably just about finished growing pause and he'll, he'll be able to, to you know, be able to recover fully. And I'm sure, and I think I said in the group chat, I think Liverpool really, really trust their new doctor and their rehabilitation process. So I don't think, I think for me, it's a good good piece of business. It is a good piece of business. 35 years old, he's played a fair few games at the top levels, played Champions League, he's one of France's brightest talents. Yeah, I think I think is what is worth it, to be fair. I can, can completely agree. Mark, I'll pose the same question to you. I uh, just want to quickly read something that Rafa Honigstein said in his piece on The Athletic. Again, yeah, the, I'm plugging The Athletic so much, they need to send me some royalty checks, boy, because they, I, I, they need to check their redemption race the day after because, woo, business week, what I'm giving them at the moment. Um, there is a perception that the player has been injury prone, when in reality, he suffered one serious injury to his hip flexor muscle. Um, he had that surgery nine months ago, and there's been no kind of recurring injuries after that, which is a good sign. So uh, again, again for you, Mark, I know you're, I know you're a guy who you love your, you love a football player like this. You love someone where you can see every single good piece of aspect about the player. We've seen it on display, um, and it's, it's a nice piece. It's another chess piece on the board for Klopp to work on. So I'll pose the same question to you, Mark: risky piece of business or a shrewd dealing? You know how I feel about my Leipzig boys. Shout out to Nabi. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get that one real quick. But, um, yeah, to get one of the most young, competitive centre backs in the world at the moment for, let's say it is at the cut price for £22 million, pounds, or even if it is at the uh, release clause, which is roughly about £35 million, pounds, that is an absolute coup to me for someone of his age where. The raw, the raw talent is there and it's evident to see for everybody that like, all he needs is the right coaching and to be able to be managed correctly. So, like Rafa Hollis said, he isn't really injury prone. He's had 
a few niggles this year after a serious injury. And prior to this season, I believe he was top three under 21 centre-backs that have played the most amount of time in the Champions League, according to the athletic piece. And he has such a vast amount of experience at the top level, so it would only bode well for us having someone like that in our ranks. Completely agree. It's It reminds me very much of kind of like an old Manchester United kind of signing where it's one of the better performing young players from across the continent. They bring him in and it becomes an instant, well, I say instant success. He's there for the next 10 or odd years, absolutely just dominating dominating the field. So. I've been like that since Mohamed Sacco, to be honest. Since that was like 2013, I believe, where captain of PSG at such a young age, 23, and we bagged mm. him. Yeah, he has a become a rule, so he didn't become a rule in success at Liverpool, so hopefully it becomes a successful Canate. Yeah, the, the Saka one's a weird one as well because you could see every single aspect of the, uh, you know, how, how good he was. Obviously, that that, that drug test kind of just really knocked him by the wayside, really. So it's an unfortunate set of circumstances there. But now, I completely agree with you all. I think, uh, touch wood, this uh, transfer does go through and does seem like it, it, it will at this stage with the confidence that David Osteen has reported it with. Um, it'll be it'll be a really good statement of intent and. You know, we're, we're kind of, we've been discussing week in, week out. Um, well, what, what if you finish here? What does that mean for transfers? And it's nice to see that Liverpool are kind of back in their action, really. They're putting their money where their mouth is. They're saying that, you know, this is going to be the summer where we kind of do things a little bit differently and we make some major investments. So it's just really good to see. So, gents, I set you all some homework earlier on today. Uh, class school is now in session so I want to see what you came back with um, according to the piece on the BBC uh, I saw that last night uh, Liverpool have a short list of five centre-backs they're uh, looking at this summer which includes Ibrahim Kanate and Ozan Kabak so I asked you guys kind of all, all independently to kind of give your opinions on who the other three centre-backs that you would have in your own individual list so Let's see who you guys came up with. I'm really looking forward to this. I don't know why it's really sad, but I'm really looking forward to see the guys that um you've come that you guys have come back with because some of the footballing brain pause that is on uh, display and is always kind of <laughs> on show in, uh, in this pod. It's just it's just it's it's galaxy brain uh, and it's it's fantastic. So, um, Els, I'll let you kick off the three centre backs that you picked. To be on your thank shortlist. you, yeah. Um, so the first one was Lloyd Bade. I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, sir. If you're listening, um, at Lons, um, a young, young defender, probably like 20, French under 21. He, he's like reminiscent of uh, Wesley Fofana, very, very aggressive, good football. Oh, tell him, like, well, he's not as aggressive. No, sorry, scrap that. He's not as aggressive as Wesley Fofana. He's more of a, what do you say, cultured centre back? You know, someone that just Rolls Royce type defender, likes to play football, gets it on the ground, reads the game well, decent pace about him. Good, good, good footballer, very good footballer. So he's one I looked at, and um, so Liverpool was linked with him in January, but nothing came off it. Um, the second one was concert at Aston Villa. Somebody, I really, I really do like. Some, someone I did, I really do like. <laughs> <laughs> My board friend is in agreement. Thank you, sir. 
<laughs> well, if, if you are listening on 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 the audio for that, uh, Mr. Harold and Mr. Mark and myself were all in agreement with that would be a very good, a very good, uh, very good pick. But uh, yeah, if, if if you're not watching on video, you are missing out. So do head over to the our YouTube page and search um, Coffee Fracas today to watch the latest episode. But sorry, I was gone. Wait, no, no, Els, Els, before you go, a lot of you guys, yeah, a lot of you guys are bare watching it and you're not subscribed, yeah. So you come in. And, and you come for a free ride and then you spoilay and you just you go off oh there. Look, to subscribe it costs absolutely nothing at all. Just go click at the zero. button and zero. And you can have us on your subscription feed. So please stop what you're doing right now. Search for Touchline Fracker on your YouTube and click subscribe so you can bring up the man them. And the more subscribers we get, the more the bigger we get, the better guests we can have on, the better equipment we have. There's less complaining. Look, you guys have a great time. Yeah, we have a great time. You have a great time. We have a great time. Everyone happy. Anyway, sorry, Ellis, as you were. Everyone wins. So, back to regular transmission. So, yeah, um, <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was, as we can't stop at Aston Villa, I really do like him. He reminds me of a bit of uh, Joe Gomez in, in his play. Um, obviously, he's still a bit of a raw talent. It's hard to say that when you're, like, 23. But, obviously, in his game, there's some, there's some things he needs, the deficiencies that he needs to iron out. But apart from that... I do like it. Obviously, pace. He's got it in abundance. He's very strong. Again, a good footballer. What else? What, what more do you want? And the last one I picked was um, Shaz at Ajax. Did I say his name right? Oh, sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yes. Not the drink. Ajax. Not the drink. Hot <laughs> at Christmas. That's coming next Christmas. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um. Again, he's another player that. We had a, a good opportunity to watch him. We played Ajax this season, didn't it? Group stages, yep. yeah, two games. It um, seems it like it was seven. Years. It generally does seem like it was seven years ago. Oh, because time, it's time, oh. time is just a, time is like a Mobius strip at the moment. It's just endless and just keeps <laughs> on going. Endless. Yeah, it feels like a long, long time ago. Yeah, another get another player that really impressed us. Strong in the air, a good footballer, deceptively quick. Oh, he's like, rapping. He wasn't even running. Bro, he's rapping. Salam. He wasn't even running. Salam. Yeah, bro. And he kept his stride for his stride. For someone as, uh, as big as him, because he's probably, what, 6'4", 6'3", 6'4". He's a bit of a unit. So, like, to move to move that quickly, man, it's kind of scary, man. Like a wide receiver or a linebacker or something. So, yeah, he's, he's another player that um I do like. And I, I think those are the type of players. And I think Liverpool are, are going to be looking in that kind of age bracket between 21 and 24. Because those obviously were looking towards the future, and we have to evolve. So those are the three centre backs that I think Liverpool should be looking at, in my mind, imaginary mind. <laughs> so Loic Loic Bade there from Long, was it? Long. Yeah, I think it's. Um, is it Long? Yeah, Long. I think so. Yeah. Um, Pershaws and Ezri Conter there. On Ellis's list, I did like how he kind of went on about Pershaws and turning to Lavar Ball. Can he run? Can he jump? Not like my boy. Um, <laughs> Mark, I'll let you go next. So I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting your feedback here. Okay, I tried to go for an alternate three because I wanted to think of things that people wouldn't really pick up. But um, wild card, I wanted to say Tomori. Um, I think he's doing really, really well at AC Milan. He plays a high line. He's quick left foot centre back as well. Um, I know we did cop Ben Davis, but we are in need of a left centre back that can actually start and play some games. 
or just someone that's there for decoration. Um, he fills up the English quotient as well, so I feel like it'll be a really hard buy because I think AC Milan have first optional for about 35 mil. But if we could poach him, it would be really nice to get someone in that age bracket as well. Um, then Militao, Edda Militao, and I was banging on about Militao all January because the rumours came up, but I think he has the potential to be a really, really good centre-back. I've always spoken about that Portuguese trio of Fab, um, Thiago, and Alisson being able to help him through games and coaching through games, especially with Fab and Thiago playing just in front, Alisson just behind. Um, that should build a bit of chemistry within that defensive unit. Um, I know he currently is behind the pecking order, sorry, low in the pecking order for Real Madrid, where he's behind Nacho, Varane and Ramos. Ramos may leave the season, but they will probably pick someone up and he may drop further down in the pecking order or stay where he is in the pecking order. So he might want to leave to get some games. Um, Wages-wise, he's not on two astronomical pieces. Someone like Real Madrid, he's only on 100k. So we could possibly get him for 100k, see if we can get a little pay cut to come and start some games or hopefully the Premier League champions next season. But we'll see how that goes. Um, and Real Madrid need to get some funds to sign some people of their own and with them struggling for funds at the moment and them currently being under scrutiny through court cases and so on and so forth they would want to sell off some of their players free up some of their wages and be able to buy legally as opposed to scamming from the Spanish government I don't even have to I don't even have to there because it's <laughs> kind of proven um, <laughs> Um, who's, who's, who's your last choice? Last choice, I'm going to go Hakeem Anderson at Fulham. Um, when I have watched him play, and this is just purely eye test, when I have watched him play, he looks really, really good. Currently on loan from Lyon. Um, with Fulham going down, well, possibly going down, and I'm assuming they do, um, they won't be able to keep him on. Even if they do stay up, he's performed so well and at such a high level, higher than Fulham's level anyway, in my opinion that people can just want to pick him up from Leon, and with all the financial struggles French teams are under at the moment, it shouldn't really be too much of an astronomical fee. He is 24. Um, he's prem proven. Once someone has already played in the prem and understood the prem, it's so much easier for them to adapt. So, e.g. Andy Robertson, who was at Hull, got relegated, and you could see far and above he was one of the better players in the team. He's already adapted to the intensity of English football and was able to do that step up. Albeit after being coached through everything, so yeah, pick the boy up, coach him a little bit. Klopp has been shown to get the best out of most people. I know he hasn't completely got 100% success rate, but most players tend to improve on the clock. And yeah, he might be a really, really good guy. Some interesting choices there. So just to summarise, Mark Slackens uh, for Kaius More of Chelsea, currently at AC Milan. Um, Edda Militao of Real Madrid, and last but not least, Joachim Anderson at Fulham, current, uh, currently at Fulham of Lyon. Did, did, did like how you kind of got the, the, the Ben Davis bit in there. Uh, it's just, just, it's just really funny to me that we've kind, of, we signed this guy from Preston, and we, we've been that good with transfers recently that we all kind of sat down and went, hang on a minute, this could possibly work. And he's just he's just not played whatsoever. So it's nice to know that we've been indoctrinated into the cult of Michael Edwards very quickly and very seemingly unknowingly before our own eyes, which I guess a good cult leader possibly does. Last but not least, Mr. Harold. 
So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, so they're, they're annoyingly, my um, my very old friend Ellis has, has has got a couple of the ones that I was going to go for in his list. The first and f- first one. Oh my gosh, my alarm's going off in my house. Wow, wow, wow. Bear <laughs> with me. Bear with me. Chris, take over. <laughs> Slight technical delays there. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. You've heard us talking about it before. And we're back again to talk to you about hosting your own podcast here at Blue Wire. And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with BlueWire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to me talk about your favorite team, then make your voice heard in Hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. That's bwhustle, hustle spelled H-U-S-T-L-E, dot com slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. Okay, okay, back to normal. My goodness, my sister. There we go. Sorry, guys. Okay, wow, that's never before happened. Okay, so my very first pick, Esri Concer, for sure. And look, Ellis made a lot of similarities or a lot of um, comparisons between him and our, our very own Joe Gomez. I think there's reasons for that. Both of them came up in Charlton. Both both of them played that right played that right back, and both of them looked like they weren't they were not as good as they were touted. They put them into centre half, and they look, both look very very good. And they they play quite similarly. They're quite front footed. They're confident on the ball. They're they're of that young player. They've got that a bit of confidence about them. They've got an eye for well, I won't say day. Conte's got more of an eye for goal. Gomez obviously never scored. Has <laughs> never scored for us. Um, but I I'm I, I'm 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 a fan of him. He, they look like he looks like I won't say day. He looks like he enjoys his defense. Looks like he relishes it properly. 
Um, I've always liked him. I've always, I've never really been a, been a big fan of Tyrone Mings, if I'm completely honest with you. And I think Conta, Conta makes him look much better than he actually is, if I'm completely honest with you. I think he stepped into that role very, very well, made it his own. When he was out earlier this season, they didn't look like the same team. He's come back in and he's, and he's looked, he's looked great. Obviously having, um, Emmy Martinez in, at, at the back is obviously helping as well. But honestly, he's, he's great. He's, he's fantastic. And he's much better than I've, and I've, I thought he could be. I'm um, another one that Ellis said. Is per sure, he is he is brilliant. I've, he's um he's about six foot two, six foot three. He is, he's got like yeah, like Ellis said, deceivingly quick. Like he's got PM, he's got he's got the PMP, but you'd think it was just the latter P, just the power. But the pace is there as well. He keeps up with players. He impressed me in both of those games. And funnily enough, um things that people don't know about Persia, he actually did have a trial with Liverpool two years ago. Um, so it isn't it isn't isn't too much as a surprise that once again, like our, our scouting options are not too far off from 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 what we are talking about here today. I think he's I think he's fantastic, and I would love him in my in my team. He's only twenty one. His contract expires next year. Look, these are these are great things for us. Like let's let's pounce on that. Let's take advantage of it. He's fantastic. Last but not least, I'm going to stick with my my choice that we had when we did that November poll that Chris said up um i'm going to stick with my very first option that is the very my 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 favorite ben white so ben white obviously um he's had a interesting life um in the premier league so far obviously coming coming back of um leeds championship campaign last year he he, he goes back to the amex he goes back to brighton and he looks like everyone's looking at him okay look, i need you to do well he comes into the team he doesn't look as good as, as he did in the championship unfortunately however he gets dropped out of the team and he comes back in, but alongside Lewis Dunk, now playing on the right-hand side of defence as opposed to the left-hand side, and he looks fantastic. He looks like the kind of guy that you expected before. Great ball-playing centre-back. Very decent in the year. I've got a little bit of stats here. I'm, I'm going to go full full marker with this. Um, he's got a defensive dual rate. So at the at the halfway point of the season, so at the end of January, he has a defensive dual rate, for 60, well, which was 63%, which in a Graham Potter team is fairly good. They're very expansive, very open team. It's very good. To give you some comparison, our best one-on-one dual um, defender this year was Joel Matip with 67%. He's obviously just four behind that. He also wins about 60% of his aerial duels. Decent. Comfortably higher than both Hendo and Fab, but obviously they're not centre halves. Um, he's English contingent. He helps with the homegrown. Um, quote, what, the, he helps with the homegrown conditions that we that we need to need to have. Obviously, if you have a twenty-five man squad, at least eight of those players over twenty-one years old have to be homegrown. So he helps with that. Also, he can play both DM. He can play centre half. He can play left and right. He's only twenty-three years old. He's six foot. And he's a baller, man. He's, he's a baller. I, I like how he plays. He looks like he's comfy on the ball. I love these new age centre-backs where they're not just hoofing it up up the pitch. They're comfy on the ball, progressing attacks. And that's exactly what we need. That is that's Liverpool Football Club. It is, well, on, on the club in more recent times, it's everyone who is a footballer. And no one is a builder playing centre-half. There, there, there's no, there's no sorry, Anik, there's no Conor Cody's. Like, we've got, we've got <laughs> you, ball you players. You beat me to it, I was waiting <laughs> <laughs> We've all got we all got everyone is a footballer even our keeper for goodness sake is a, is a baller like everyone can play good football and yeah those are my three man those are my three Persia Esri Concer and Ben White I am eagerly awaiting that preseason game where Alisson plays central midfield just for shits and giggles I am very <laughs> much I'm very much waiting for that because I remember I remember uh, Pepe Reina did it in one of the preseason games so I'm eagerly awaiting that because I know that's what secretly Alisson does want to do um, you've had the guys give their free centre-backs. Um, I want to know, and we want to know, what you, our amazing audience, thinks. So head over to our Twitter page, 
or if you want to do it on our Instagram page, do, do, do so as well, at Carpend Fracas. And please give us your free centre-backs that would make your shortlist of who you want Liverpool to buy this summer. We will be eagerly awaiting your responses in the next few days. Um, quick fire question, gents. Um, we did a Patreon exclusive uh, a few weeks ago called Summer, 21, Summer 2021, The Summer of Opportunity. So both David, this is such an athletic heavy podcast, it's unbelievable. Um, both David Ornstein and James Pierce have stated uh, that the summer of 2021 presents the summer of opportunity for Liverpool Football Club to invest in the squad, as we alluded to a little bit earlier on. So in your own opinions, uh, do you agree that, do you agree with that statement? Uh, Harold, that you kind of kick off the conversation here. I'm going to change it a bit. I'm not going to say summer of opportunity. I am, I'm going to say, the summer to seize up the opportunity. So I'm going to say, not just opportunity. Opportunity sounds like, oh, we could, we're in, we're leveling about seven, eighth in, 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 in the table. Not everyone's investing. Let's just take a, let's take a, let's take a leap. Let's seize the opportunity. Right now, this is, this is it. Look, this season has been a bit, it's not a bit, it's been very bizarre. You can't really predict for it. You can't really prepare for this. The only really black that we can say is that we should have signed another center half in the summer. But cool, it didn't happen. Fine, we move on. When you when all three of your your, your main three centre halves get injured, look, it's okay if you have a, a blip in your season, but we can still salvage it. Cool. So now it's all about how we respond. It's exactly what I was saying earlier. We need to show emphasis. We need to show real guile. We need to show real endeavour and real intent that we actually want to get back to the top and where and where we should be. That's what's really key for me. The only thing that annoys us fans, I think I can speak on your behalf, is when a team, especially us in the past, looks like they're just content with being rubbish. And unfortunately, we understand that football is a business, but we're fans who want our teams to do well. Obviously, we want the companies to do... We don't really care, actually, I'm not talking about. We don't care how well the company does. We want, first of all, our club that we love and we've grown up supporting to do well, first and foremost. And it's important that our owners sharing that. And if they're sharing that same thought as us, they will invest accordingly. I feel like I'm doing a speech. I feel like they will they will invest in us accordingly. So it's all about seeing the opportunity this summer. It's all about us really showing that, yo, we're here to stay. Like I was saying, like we're not we're not going to be... A, we're not going to be like um a little... Uh, flash in the frying pan kind of thing. We're going to be like, okay, you know what? Like we're we're around that. Like, this Liverpool team are a force, and you're going to take serious knocking off our perch the same way Fergie Fergie did. Um, so yeah, man, look, that's that, that's it for me. Look, this is like you said, season for me, summer to seize opportunity. That's how I would phrase it. I don't want to go on for too long, but yeah, that's my that's my two piece. Very eloquently well said. And I completely agree with all the points you made there. Else, yourself? Yeah, obviously. Yes follow on from Harold can't really add to that Bible just because I like to now. Um I think I think the, <laughs> I think this summer we we have to right the wrongs of, of this season. Again you can't really you can't really um say that oh yeah we expected to lose three centre backs to three season ending injuries, you know what I'm saying? I know some people wanna say oh yeah we should uh, we did say we want to sign a centre back but we thought we can ride it until January. And evidently we couldn't. So yeah, I think this is this summer it is time to seize the opportunity because Man City are losing their greatest goal scorer in Aguero, so they will need to replace that. Um, Liverpool have an opportunity to replenish the squad, make it a bit younger. There's a there's a chance to evolve from what we was last season, and there's a chance for us to be something different next season. 
Um, if you look at all the players that were linked with, they're all between 21 and 25. They're all ball-playing footballers, so you can see that the tactics want to change. Um, there's probably players in the squad that feel that they've got something, they've got more to offer and they want to show that. Klopp is going to have the bit between his teeth because it's the man that's really, really hurting. There's a lot of, pe- there's a lot of people who are now doubting his credentials and capabilities. And from from how we have intensively, intensively studied Klopp, we know he's a proud man and he's not going to take that lightly. So I think, yeah, Harold is right and I think this is a summer for opportunities. And it's starting off right with, with the um, with the Konate link. It's showing that, yeah, we're on it and we're looking to to build a squad that's going to really scare the whole of Europe. Because when, when you think about it, when you have a manager like Klopp, man, like me, I've always been a player where I've always been a person where since Klopp has come in, I don't care who we get. I don't give a damn who we get, bro. We can go and get a player from flipping Akron to Stanley. I just, I've got so much confidence in Klopp that he's going to improve that kind of player and, and just make that player one of the best, like um, Mark, Mark said, with Robbo. So, I believe that it is, is a summer where Liverpool can address some wrongs and, and evolve the team and get back to where he was. Completely agree. Put, put, time to put the word back on the street that we're up. We're back up. Doing what we do best. Mark, by yourself. Cool. By yourself. Summer of opportunity or the summer to yeah, seize on the opportunity? Most definitely. So, like, if you look at the summer in context, yeah, like, the full context of everything, Messi probably moves this summer. Ronaldo probably moves this summer. Two generational talents move off the back of that this summer in terms of Mbappe and Haaland. Then you get the Grealishes, the Iskos, the Dybalas, like those li- lesser-known talents, but still amazing talents that could probably move this summer. Like, there's so many players out there and there's so much value within the market, especially where a lot of people are being forced to sell through COVID that there's so many players that we can buy and so many avenues we can explore in terms of who we can bring in. So, like Ellis said, to begin with, ride the road of this season and take it by the scruff of the neck by going into the market and addressing every single thing that we quitted out this season and that was exposed this season. And in terms of the chance to evolve that Ellis also spoke about, the, we've all been speaking about Klopp's new way of playing and trying to evolve into a more of a full-playing type of team where we've got passes in the middle instead of industrious workers in the middle with that Milner, Henderson and Genie trio. We've started to shift towards Fabinho, Thiago and maybe a Jones or maybe a Kato or something like that where we can exploit the middle of the park more. So this is a perfect time to go and get someone that can do that. Like we've been warning over Awa and Leonor in financial trouble themselves, we can go slap that money down. They might have to be or they might be forced to sell based on their financial constraints. And so many things can fall in our favour in that sense, in terms of the transfer market. And even from within ourselves, there's a lot of players in the squad who haven't performed up to a level that they wanted to this season and have got to come back to the point to prove. Um, if the rumours are true and Trent does miss the Euros, then Trent is going to be burning. I feel like that will drive him to do even greater things than he's done prior to dropping out, or so being dropped. Um, and at this point in time, I don't really feel like we're too far off the rest of the teams in the league. Like we're still talking about possibly finishing fourth in what has probably been our worst season on the clock performance-wise. So who knows? Who knows? I feel like this is the perfect time to go out and grab the people we need to grab, address certain issues, bring in or refresh the squad a little bit, and bring in people that can contribute off the bench as well, strengthen our squad depth. 
completely agree. Completely agree with every single point you guys have made. And and, and listen, we call it the summer. We, we we say the summer of opportunity because you you just look at some of the wealth and talent that's possibly going to be available um, this summer. Um, you know, from from you guys like your Jaden Sancho's uh, in Haaland's to um, some of the I guess lesser known guys, but are performing really highly like Rodrigo de Paul um, from a midfield point of view. There's going to be real opportunities to really refresh this squad and bring in some much needed weaponry to add to an already impressive Arsenal um, to kind of go back fighting next season to win back what is rightfully ours. Um, so, yeah, very much looking forward to seeing seeing what we do. And one of the patterns that I've kind of noticed is all the players that we've been linked, that we've been linked with, they all intertwine very clearly. You can see the definition. You can see what, what kind of st- type of player we're going for and how that will fit the playing style going forward. So it's going to be really interesting. And what's even more interesting is you can be with us every step of the way as we kind of break down these transfers, break down the guys that we're linked to by subscribing to our Patreon page. Again, from just little as £5 a month, you'll have access to a wealth, wealth of audio, video and written content from myself, Harold, Els, Mark, all the other guys and girls from Copend. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a hit. We've got so many great patrons that subscribe already and please feel free to ask them how their experience has been and they will tell you the exact same thing that I am saying right now, that they enjoy it and that's why they keep subscribing, baby. Um, so yeah, please, please do head over to www.patreon.com forward slash copyfracas and subscribe today. And if you are watching on YouTube, like Harold said earlier, like, like my associate Mr. Harold said earlier on, what the hell are you doing? If you have not subscribed by now, I don't know how many times we've got to say it. How many times have we got to say this? Click the button, subscribe, and you'll get instant alerts whenever we go live, the main pod go live, Mugga go live, Tushy go live. You've got a whole bank of content to watch. We've even got pit stop fracas now. We've even got uh, ringside fracas now. We're covering more than just football. Courtside, a plethora. Courtside, baby. Courtside. NBA trade deadline just went, and you've missed a whole lot of coverage from Mr. Harold here. He's giving you amazing breakdowns of all the stuff that the Orlando Magic did, and you missed out on it. Why? Because you're too lazy and you didn't want to click a button. That's why. That's I why. want you guys you. to know that Chris's services are available to be rented out from as little as £10 an hour. He can be your very own hype man. <laughs> Just contact me. Just contact me. My at is Ellisco underscore L. Contact <laughs> me personally, and we can, get, we can, we can chat about it. <laughs> Let's get this done, baby. Let's make sure that invoice for you. Um, <laughs> well. VAT um, will be applied to these invoices as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has been 10 years of FSG ownership uh, for Liverpool Football Club. So I kind of want to get your opinions on how these 10 years have gone. Realistically, the highs, the lows. Essentially, what I want to know from you guys is, has it been a successful period? Mark, I'll start with you. Do you think it's been a successful period? Ten years with FSG? Long and short, yes. Like, you won the Champions League again. You won the Premier League again. So you won Premier League for the first time, breaking the 30-year drop. Like, that's an amazing feat in itself. That that as a culmination of a 10-year period, yeah, is justice in itself of your management skills and your ownership skills. Um, I do feel like there were some wrongs and there was definitely some lows. Um, Joe Slip being one, 
that was a magnificent look for all of us. Crystal, Crystal Ball, even I don't even want to call it Crystal Ball, Crystal Palace. Basically losing the game, tossing it away, that was a low for us as well. But to be able to bounce back and to get to where we are now on the clock and have just progressed so far, I know that this season doesn't really seem like that and I should, it feels like we're a bit down based on that. But to do everything we did last season, to get 98 points and then 99 points to win it, it's such an amazing feat. And how they've built up the squad, how the squad looks in comparison to 10 years ago. And to be honest, someone should actually read out what we, how we lined up 10 years ago today because this is actually atrocious compared to what we could possibly line up to with a full-fit squad. So it's great to see what they've done and to see how they've progressed us as a club and got us back to somewhat of our pedestal where we should have been. Yeah, I'm I just finding I'm just okay. finding that squad right now. So let's see, uh, let's 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 see what it was because this is going to be going to be painful. Right. It's going to be painful right. for everyone if you're. All right, cool. While while Chris while Chris finds that another low point, December 2015, Liverpool two, West Brom two, and we all went to go and bow in front of the cop. Unbelievable seats. I didn't have a clue what was going on. We were getting mocked, we were being laughed at. It was an outrageous season, man. That 15 season, up and down, up and down. Yeah, I, I have to echo what Mark said. I think, I think Mark played really, really well, if I'm completely honest with you. It has had its, its lows, and the lows have been so low. Like, they've been peak, peak lows. However, it's for those lows that we can really appreciate the highs, as cheesy as it sounds. I think we do need to celebrate that it has been a success. We've won a Champions League again. We've won our Premier League for the very first time. We've we've amassed the greatest amount of points we ever have done in in in, in a thirty eight game season. I think it's I think it's sensational. We have the second we have the second best Premier League total of ninety nine points ever. Like it's it's incredible. We have we we signed a man called Mo Salah is about to about to collect his third golden boot in four years. We have we have two of the two of the best wide forwards in the world. We have the best centre half in the world, the best CDM in the world, the best goalkeeper in the world. We the best the best left back left best left back in the world. We have some of the greatest players playing for our team right now and that's all been has all been a culmination of the lows that we've had to go through, the mids of the fifteen sixteen and the sixteen seventeen season, all to come up to the season once again the the very topsy turvy seventeen eighteen season and then the eighteen nineteen uh like you think you've done so much and then you finally make it through with the Champions League at the end and then the nineteen twenty and then we obviously won it all then and then this season back down low but then looking at how we're gonna go up for the next season etc cetera, etc cetera. I think you do have to say it's, it's been a success for sure like the trophies show it the the that the morale around it the revenue around the club the the, the links we're getting with the club like the, the amount of times we, how long we've been in the Champions League for in in, in succession in recent times it's it's clearly a, a much greater time to to be a Liverpool fan, and that we do have to give a lot of thanks to to the wonderful people at Fenway Sports Group for sure. I found, I found a team. It's it's not pretty. I'm going to read it out. Rainer in goal. Rainer, who was essentially kind of on his last legs at that point. Uh, Still playing Johnson, though, right? enough. Yeah, true, true. true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I said last, last legs at an elite level that makes more sense yeah. um, Glenn Johnson at right back Paul Kuczewski at left back Satirios Kyriakos at centre oh back oh my gosh the worst of the half ever I hate him so much he is awful <laughs> go back and watch Kyriakos versus Crystal was it no West Brom away we gave away a red card I, well, you gave away a, an own goal and a red card I hated him I hated him sorry Chris I didn't say that 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> I brought that team up in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because someone was injured. He's awful. Like, it was the, one of the worst cameos I've ever seen from anyone. I, I oh, hated man. him. I oh, hated man. him. Flipping great Carleen looking ass. Useless man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> Congrats to Greg Harley on getting on the WWE Hall of Fame, by the way. Um, it's, nice some, it's nice to see some Punjabi representation in the Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Martin Scuttle, also a centre-back. Good Lord. Uh, Steven Gerrard. Joe Cole, that happened. Um, Maxi Rodriguez, very underrated player at the time. I liked him. Luke, Lucas, who was, I think was playing in a number 10 role. Um, and... <laughs> Fernando Torres, who at this point just went, oh. I just no, I'm not doing this we're anymore. Black hair Torres, yeah. or was it the short black we're hair talk, Torres? We're, we're talking short hair Torres as well. Oh, so at this no, point, like, no. <laughs> emo no, Fernando no. Torres, dyed his hair black, and he's gone. I'm not doing this anymore. I want to leave. Oh, I don't. I hate you. So You're not my oh, real dad, Roy Hodgson. Now he's and on the and David, Unga, and David Ungaga front and oh. on the bench yeah, you had current you have current like Red Bull Leipzig goalkeeper Peter Galassi uh, Daniel Aga oh, Martin, Martin Kelly Christian Paulson Christian Paulson bless him to be fair he signed really really late but he, he was he was crap man he's he also really really shit <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Milan Milan Jovanovic I didn't, I didn't mind him, you know. I didn't mind him. Oh, I that, man was, that, that man was ass. That no, man was but ass. Left foot, though. I didn't mind <laughs> yeah, him, you know. <laughs> um, Ryan Babble and Dirk Kloist. Say to say, oh, wasn't the best of times that by him um, yeah. for that period. Um, Els, I'll, I'll, I'll come to you to kind of round off this little bit here. We're kind of, you know, looking at where we were at that point. The product that was on the pitch, the manager that was in charge. Um, the financial situation the club found itself in when FSG took over. Do you look at where we are now? A success, or do you think there's still a lot more to kind of be accomplished? Oh yeah, I mean it's a success um, because ultimately you aim to get to the summit of the football in it in England, and we, we've got there, and in both in England and within Europe. So it's a success, but I think within the success, there's always context in it. So you have to make a lot of errors. Um, this was their first venture into into football. So they didn't really know what the hell they were doing. They brought in Damian Kamoli, who they thought that could help them. On on paper, it made sense to bring in a director of football who understood football to mm-hmm. an extent. Um, he, he was very... He was very... Um, so he understood... What's, it, what's that thing they were always doing? What's that thing... Uh, Moneyball? Moneyball, thank you. Oh. Who understood Moneyball? Um, so it made sense um, with the Moneyball strategy, with all that statistics. They bought Luis Suarez. Well, you bought Luis Suarez, then you buy Andy Carroll, <laughs> which, is, which is in the early stages, which was like um, testament to what they were doing. So you do one good thing, then you do another mad thing. Then um, I can imagine then, when they brought. Um, yeah, and they brought Carol, and they kind of saw him for the first few appearances on the pitch. In that video, that guy where he goes, "Fucking hell, man! 
I'm finished. <laughs> I'm finished. <laughs> I'm finished. <laughs> the hell has... Quicker is quicker. Exactly the same transfer window, yeah, and they paraded Carroll like he was the marquee instead of Suarez. Suarez, Suarez yeah. It didn't make sense. It did not make sense. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what Liverpool were at. Um, I think they showed a lot of courage to get rid of Hodgson when they did. Um, they show courage to bring in Dalglish. They listen to the fans, and that's and that's the thing with fans. Fans can never say that or they don't get it because they listen. They they brought in Dalglish, who can steady the ship and who can unite the fans. Um, it's one of them like great American tactics. You know, let's do something so you know the fans can see us in a piece. You know what I'm saying? And they've done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, Dalglish was too too long out of the game, and he, he just bypassed him. He won us a trophy. Then you can see their vision when they try to bring a young coach who's good at improving players, which is always their mantra, and that's what they did with Rogers. That that felt, yeah. That, that the less said about that, the better. He had a few bright spots, whatever. But then I think where they got it really right was again they showed courage to get rid of Rogers when they did, and they brought in Klopp. And um, I think Klopp was Klopp was probably the 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 poster boy for what they wanted to do. An enthusiastic young coach who is elite at improving players who are young. And for the last five years, we've been successful regardless of what people say. Obviously, they've got a few things wrong. Like I said, the tickets, they tried to... What's it, £77? And obviously, showed their disgust with that. I write to the old fans. Um, More recently, the... um, The... uh, Get involved, what's it? The COVID thing. Furlough. Furlough. My head is all over the place. Sorry. Yeah, so furlough, again, they got that right. They tried to write that. So, like I said, you have to look in context. It's been a success, but they've made a few errors. And who doesn't make errors? Do you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, they've got to the summit and they've made us one of the best teams in Europe. And we are linked with players like Mbappe. Who would have thought five years ago will be linked with a player like Mbappe? Like five years ago, who was the elite player? Who was the elite young player? Um, I don't know, whoever it was at that time, would you say, oh, yeah, we can go and get him? Absolutely not. But we're at a level where we can say that, oh, he might come, you know what I'm saying? As funny as it may sound. So, all in all, I think I think there's been a success, man. Yeah, echo. A couple of years ago, we'll get snubbed by Dembele and that. Dembele was... You know what I'm saying? Or Barca. But yeah. he really really to us, man. Like, it's different now, still. Even like Alex Teixeira. Alex Teixeira said, nah. Yeah. Mkhitaryan said, nah. Um, Costa, he said, nah. We will get William. <laughs> we will get snubbed. Only a few years ago, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Times always the bride. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. For those period of times, yeah, man. It's um, it was it was a dark period for a while, but yeah. I mean, I, I echo what you guys have said. Realistically, um, you look at the commercialability now, the club, um, kind of all the money coming in now through through the door through commercial partnerships and whatnot, um. If you look at the improvements to, to the ground, to the stadium, and the planned improvements to the stadium as well to increase capacity to again generate more more income and revenue, and what what the region has done for the area around Anfield as well, it's absolutely it's it's fantastic. Again, there has been some hiccups across the way, yeah, the ticketing prices, the furlough, and kind of the weird situation regarding the women's team where it's not got the investment that it, it has when you kind of compare it to some of the other teams such as Chelsea and um, 
and Manchester City, kind of the women's team were champions kind of back in 2014. So it's a bit odd that they've kind of like never really invested or looked at that as a real good outlet considering how big women's football is in the States as well. But yeah, I mean, you, you look at the success we had on the pitch, uh, more specifically under Jurgen Klopp and how the process has gone from there, kind of not being scared to put Michael Edwards in a position where he is running the transfers by himself and not having to be part of a weird transfer committee that I can only assume met around a round table uh, and discuss these things. But um, but yeah, it's 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 been a good it's been a good success so far. But what do you think the, the future holds now? For, uh, for FSG and Liverpool. I mean, we've got the recent invested, the, there's been a recent investment into FSG from, from Redbird Capital. Uh, it, it was a fair chunk of money. Um, it's yet to be kind of really explained how that will trickle down into the relevant sports clubs. Um, you know, there's, there's talk about kind of investment in clubs such as Toulouse. Again, if there was a partnership there, it would be kind of following the Red Bull Leipzig model, um, allowing players to get work permits and whatnot. So, what do you guys think? Tying back into that summer opportunity piece as well. You know, we like to kind of talk about Kylian Mbappe potentially coming to Liverpool. Pipe dream or not, it seems to be a realistic possibility. So what do you, what do you guys think the, the, the near future holds for the FSG reign at Liverpool? It depends on this summer opportunity for me still. It depends if they stick or twist. If they're able to get it right this summer, I feel like we can go from strength to strength. Um, we'll continue to churn money as a business. We'll be able to see success on the pitch. We'll be able to become more of a global name. I know we're currently catching, I believe, Man United in the rich chart. We can continue to talk with people in the rich chart. Um, and that's exactly what they want to hear. So I feel like if they can get it right this summer, we can continue to have success on the pitch as we expect to. We expect to be Premier League contenders next season. We expect to have a good Champions League run. We expect to be competing just be relevant and still be in the round and be talked about. If we can continue to do that, I feel like the future is extremely bright for them. Um, I know we had a few gripes, especially over this January period where they waited until the last day for sign centre-back. Um, if rumours are to be believed, there was a bit of pushback on Thiago as well. Thiago hasn't really panned out well on the pitch, so that hasn't really caused any of an uproar. But, yeah... If they can continue to get right instead of scrimping and saving like they have done at times, then they will continue to be relevant as a football club, bigger as a football club, and continue to win honours. No, extremely well said, Mark. I completely agree. Yeah, I'll I'll add on to that. Yeah, a lot of it does depend on what we do this season, what we do in this off-season I can't tell you where their head is. I don't know if they want to, like, echoing what Marcus said, if they want to stick or twist, if they want to, if they want to sell the company and then just like banking on that on that profit they've made and that the, the brand that they've improved of that is Liverpool. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this this summer I think it will dictate a lot. If they are willing to stay though, and I I, I think they'll be in it. I think they'll be in it like um, with with both feet. I don't think they'll be lukewarm. I don't think they'll be on the fence at all. I think with Klopp, he's he's someone who knows what he wants also. So I feel like he's someone who will really get into them about look. If you're if you're going to be here, I need support. I need to be and I need to be supported fully. These are the kind of players I want. You want to build a dynasty in Liverpool. You really want to take this club back to the heights. But like I said in in, in Ellis's day, if you really want to bring it back to those days then you, you're going to need to invest. You're going to need to deep, deep, into, deep into your pocket and be like, look, I want to invest in this, in this, in this club. And I think that that's, that's going to say a lot about where, where we go from them in the future. But 
like like we've mentioned just now, I think if we if we everything ended today and then they wanted to sell the club right this minute, you have to say it's a, it's a success. But I'm looking forward to the future and I hope they do stay with us because you can argue how much we are annoying about things not working or things not have not have gone our way or whatever, but it's it's worked, you know. Like it's as as much as the journey's been crazy, it's it's worked ultimately. So now we just need them there. Looks just just walk over another two fifty mil, so it's gonna get Mbappe, isn't it? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, if you know, if Mbappe is in the market and they're gonna pull the money out, I can imagine Klopp saying something like this to John Henry. So, 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 Mr. Henry, with with Kylian Mbappe still available on these streets, this is the money you can pull from your heart to give me. It's probably a bad year, man. I just same thing as what everyone was saying. I will see from this summer how far they want to go and um, what they want to do. But at the end of the day, the only way is up, really. Just the way we operate, the way we move. Um, we can put this season down to just bad luck. Um, with with a, with a significant news like Ganati coming in March. I just showed you like it reminds me of the Fabinho deal, lose the Champions League final next thing, you know. You signed it. you signed one of the best midfielders in the world. Do you know what I'm saying? So we'll see what they're on this summer, man. If they can get it right this summer then boy, it's long for you, man. Still one hundred percent, man. One hundred percent. Echo everything that you guys have said. Um you probably were expected to hear a little bit of um Arsenal preview chat. We've got a little bit. We've got a little good something in store for you. Um, fight card. The fight card will be this Friday. This Friday at the Steel Cage Mega Slam. No, Steel Cage Mega Slam. It's gonna be on YouTube. Um, it might be in a steel cage. I, I'm not too sure. It would be nice if it was. Um, but tune in to Copen Fracas v Touchy Gooners fight card this Friday from the Copen Tide. You have Mush and Julian representing uh, from the Arsenal side. I'm not. To Arsenal sure. side is not yet confirmed, but regardless, it will be good fun. So yeah, like Chris said, this Friday, second of this Friday, second of of April. Said that, Mark. Them Arsenal boys are running scared. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think they are still. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, this Friday we got Julian and Mush representing us. Just to echo what what Chris has said, Friday the second of April. Get get in store. We haven't confirmed the time yet, but it will be between the hours of seven and nine p.m. So get involved. Yeah, tune in, tune into that. Um, Arsenal guys probably confirming, you know, their statement on um, Aubameyang's new hairdo, which seems to uh, be extensions, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of comedy like this, and of course, good old-fashioned analysis, which you always expect from not only Cop End but the rest of the Touchline Network as well, gents. I want to thank you very much for joining me this evening to talk about all things LFC. But a lot of fun. We've had some great conversations as per usual. I have been your host, Chris. I've been joined by Harold, Mark and Ellis. This has been your episode of Coffee and Fracast for the 31st of March 2021. I don't know why I went back in time there. Jump back in time. <laughs> back to the future. <laughs> No, I, no, I, no idea what, no idea what just happened to Chris then, but I will, I will end the podcast. Um, yeah, thank you guys, thank you guys for joining. Oh, Christian Day is about to come back, he's about to come back, and I've had him back in. Oh, it's gone again. Okay, there's, there's, come Chris, finish it off, mate. I have no idea what happened. Um, but yes. <laughs>
I, I said I went back in time, and it appears that I could go back in time. It's future Chris, good old Dragon Ball Z reference there. But yeah, um, thank you guys all for tuning in. Again, if you are watching on YouTube, I, I'm not going to have to, I don't have to say it again. Um, and again, thank you very much for listening, and we will see you soon. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.